When sharing your faith with a Latter-day Saint, it helps to know what their church has taught on several basic topics. For this reason, Mormonism Research Ministry has provided its Crash Course Mormonism. Crash Course Mormonism includes concise articles highlighting what LDS leaders and church manuals have taught on issues that will probably come up in a typical conversation. You can find these informative articles at CrashCourseMormonism.com. That's CrashCourseMormonism.com. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Does the word cult really dehumanize people. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. In yesterday's program, we started looking at an article that was in the Deseret News. It was written by Kelsey Dallas, and it was posted on May 9th, 2023. It was titled, The Religious Term You Should Try to Stop Using. And the word, of course, as you heard from the question I asked in the introduction of this show, is the word cult. It is a four-letter word. It does sound rather pejorative, and I would agree. And I would also say, as I said yesterday, that it is a word that probably should be used sparingly, kind of like in the Word of Wisdom where they should use meat sparingly. We want to use the word cult sparingly. And it should be defined if the word is ever to be used. I don't think it's a word that should be thrown about lightly. As I mentioned yesterday, I would probably find just as much fault with an individual who throws the word cult out there as I would an individual that likes to throw the word bigot out there or racist out there. It seems like nowadays, if you have any kind of disagreement with any type of person or people group, immediately you're a racist or you're a bigot. I think what that does is it makes those words tend to have no meaning whatsoever. I know with me personally, when I hear that word thrown out on television or in the news, I kind of turn that individual off because they strike me as intellectually shallow. And all they can do is respond with ad hominem, which is not a good way to defend your position. In this article, Kelsey Dallas, as we mentioned yesterday, said, To hear a religious group described as a cult is to feel immediately certain that something nefarious is going on. It calls to mind sex scandals, spiritual abuse, or physical violence. In many cases, all three. As we discussed yesterday, that could very well be. You probably do have some people that, when they hear that word, this is what they conjure up in their mind. Personally, I don't conjure up those ideas in my mind. Maybe I'm a little out of the norm because I deal with this subject on a pretty daily basis. But just because a person may conjure those ideas up, I don't think that's a reason to get rid of the word. Maybe we need to educate people who immediately draw those conclusions rather than get rid of the word. Why is it in our culture that rather than educate people how to use words properly, we have a group somewhere in some university somewhere telling us what words we can and cannot use. That just upsets me to no end. Why not educate people on how to use the words properly and explain what these words mean? Then all of a sudden, we're just going to change them because 
some pipe smoking hippie in a basement somewhere doesn't like the term. But the article goes on to say the common association between cult and various forms of trauma is a major reason why some religion scholars and journalists, among others, are leading a charge to banish the term from public life. Continues the Associated Press's latest update to the religion section of its style guide suggests avoiding the label, as does a new religion reporting guide from Religion Link. Religion Link notes that describing a group as a quote-unquote cult dehumanizes the people involved and increases the likelihood that they'll face violence from government officials and others seeking to determine what's really going on in the organization. Now, again, that's an explanation that I, as an individual, would never draw. I would never draw that conclusion just because a group might have been labeled this way. Again, as I mentioned yesterday, folks, It's important that we look at the context. We don't read a word and all of a sudden draw a huge conclusion without reading the context. See, this is is what irritates me about this. We've got the Associated Press updating their style guide. This Orwellian news speak, you will use words that we tell you to use. We're not going to educate people how to use the words. We're just going to tell you which words to use. That just gets my Irish up. I'm sorry. I've got a real problem with that. And when it says that describing a group as a cult somehow dehumanizes the people, well, depending on the context, it would probably tell me that this is a group of people that unfortunately have been misled. See, I would uh, try to look at it from a compassionate Christian point of view rather than drawing this kind of a conclusion that all of a sudden there's going to be SWAT team members at their door. That's not normally the conclusion that I would draw when I read a word like this. It's almost like the religion link or the Associated Press is using these extreme ideas to do what? Oh, manipulate people. Isn't that what cults supposedly do? And yet we're talking about getting rid of this word, but yet those groups are actually kind of acting cultish when they're manipulating you and forcing you to use certain language that they say you have to use. What does Kelsey Dallas go on to say? This is from Religion Link Reports. Virtually no one who is part of a group labeled as a cult sees himself as a cult member. Rather, they are a believer, disciple, or part of a religious community, end quote. I would agree with that. Have you ever come up to a Latter-day Saint who told you, well, I belong to a cult? Now, historically, the Church of Jesus Christ has been looked upon that way, not because there's some kind of sex scandal or spiritual abuse or physical violence. We're not saying that that stuff never happens, but it certainly isn't something that I would say is sanctioned by the leadership. But I've never met a Latter-day Saint who's told me that they're cult members. That's not what people normally do. When people realize that they belong in a group that is in error, most people tend to want to know what the error is they're usually pretty good at disassociating themselves from that error. That could be a very good reason, folks, why so many are leaving the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints today, and they are hemorrhaging. We know that. They've admitted as much. One of the reasons why people are leaving is because they've looked into their church's history. They've looked into their church's doctrine, 
And as one couple has told us, that's not what they signed up for. That's not what they thought this church was all about. Even though they may have belonged to it for many, many years, that information was not readily available. But once they did find out, they left the organization. You're not going to find people normally admitting that they are part of a cult, that's for sure. The article continues, the guide also says, quote, once the label is applied, it is virtually impossible to shake the association, and it, it can have extraordinary life or death consequences, end quote. The article goes on to say, to be clear, those who discourage use of the term cult still think it's important to report an abusive or otherwise dangerous faith leaders and groups, but they recommend doing so by including thorough, nuanced descriptions of what's happening behind the scenes rather than labels like cult that encourage readers to jump to conclusions. Well, wouldn't that mean that the reader took something out of context or made a decision, as they say, without getting all the available information. So this raises the question you asked yesterday, Eric. If we're going to get rid of this word, and again, I'm going to emphasize, it's a word that we say should be used very sparingly. But if we're going to get rid of the word, what are we going to replace it with? Because, see, that's another thing that bothers me about these vocabulary police. They want us to get rid of words that have historically had some very good meaning and were actually very teachable. To give us what? Vague terms that always need to be defined? So if you were to use another word, I'm going to have to ask you, well, what do you mean by that? Not that I wouldn't do it with the word cult itself. I would ask you the same thing. But what word are we going to use now? Are we going to use, for instance, the word aberrational? Oh, I'm sure that's going to satisfy a lot of Latter-day Saints that we start referring to the Church of Jesus Christ as an aberrational group. You think they're going to be happy with that kind of a description? The reason I ask is because what is an aberration? Well, Look it up in the dictionary. For instance, I'll do it for you. Dictionary.com. Aberration, the act of departing from the right, normal, or usual course. Would you say, Eric, that that would probably fit the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints doctrinally? Yeah. Certainly, they've departed from what we would consider the right, normal, or usual course theologically. The act or insistence of deviating from the ordinary, usual, or normal type I think one and two almost sounds kind of the same, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Number three, deviation from truth or moral rectitude. Well, yeah, I would say that would fit the LDS church. They've certainly deviated from what we would assume to be biblical truth. And when you look at the morality of people such as Joseph Smith or Brigham Young, I would think they deviated from what we would consider the proper moral rectitude, so they would fit there. Mental irregularity or disorder, especially of a minor or temporary nature, lapse from a sound mental state. Now, this starts getting into a gray area where I think it might be a little difficult to put the LDS church into that category. And then certainly the last two, astronomy and optics, wouldn't have anything to do with the LDS church at all. But those first three, I think, definitely could describe the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this is why, for many years, 
then this is why since its inception, officially in 1830, the LDS Church was looked upon as having departed from the right, normal, and usual course. Why? Not so much because it was a new religion, but it claimed to represent an old religion, Christianity. Not only did it claim to represent Christianity, it claimed that it alone represented Christianity. Now, you can wonder, does that really surprise you that Christians at that time would be a little bit guarded when they see a man like Joseph Smith coming up with doctrinal teachings that certainly cannot be supported from the Bible? Naturally, you can understand why the LDS Church has been placed in a category like this, though I'm not sure that the word cult was being thrown around in the early 19th century. I, I, don't, I don't get that impression. But definitely the LDS Church was looked upon as being outside of the norm or outside of the ordinary or usual when it comes to Christianity. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. As with most Christian organizations, Mormonism Research Ministry depends on the generous financial support of friends like you. If you like what we do and how we do it, would you consider helping MRM meet its financial obligations? Merely go to our website, mrm.org. At the right, you'll see a donate button. Click there and follow the instructions. MRM is a Christian nonprofit 501c3 organization and your gifts are tax deductible. Not only that, they are greatly appreciated. Thank you for your support of this ministry.